Welcome to Awesome Season 3, the podcast where we tell you whether a movie is awesome, so-so, or meh. I'm Matt. No, I'm Matt. I'm Dave. I'm LJ. This season, we're screwing with the space-time continuum, uh-huh. so you don't have to. Mm. Oh. All right, welcome back. Oh, Long week. Uh, yep, a long week of hanging out in the hot tub. But it only feels like an hour or so has passed. Uh, even so, less, really. Um, I have zero notes on this movie. Hot because tub? it's so fantastic? Uh, yes. You know, I, I, I was a little surprised. Uh, after Boom! Oh, sorry, I just had to get there. In there. <laughs> I feel we missed one last week. It was, we did. It was really sad. <laughs> so, um, yeah... Th- uh, we get to it, but this movie, man. It was a great movie. I didn't funny. get high enough to watch this movie, unlike last week where we had You don't have to get high to watch good movies, watch comedies, because... I'm glad I did. I really love stoner movies and without getting high. Dude Works My Car is great, still. And I think it's just because it's so dumb that I find it entertaining. Is this a stoner movie? I, no. no. Okay. Freaking, right. ha- freaking uh, well, last night I was watching uh, Half-Baked. That would be a stoner movie. Yeah. So, given that it's pretty much about stoners trying to get pot. For our viewers, aka listeners, uh, we watched. Um, I don't think our viewers are also known as listeners. <laughs> no, just known as. Okay, for our listeners, also known as viewers. So K A rather than A K A. Is this now? Is this now video? Are we now? Uh, if you want video be, podcast, if you want to subscribe to podcast? our uh, Patreon, Patreon, you can watch us <laughs> now. Just we'll just wait a few episodes till we get that up and running. Guys, I've been running a secret Patreon on the side. That's how I order all these delicious snacks. Well, when do we get to take have some of these delicious yeah, snacks? snacks? Well, not only did I not tell you about the Patreon, but I also didn't tell you about all the snacks I've been eating. I mean, I walked in and I saw three open boxes of pizza, but I haven't seen a snack anywhere. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them, listeners. Just no. keep supporting our Patreon. For, for, for Dave, a full pizza is a snack. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm hungry. Is there anything here to eat? How's our Domino's really quick? I mean, dinner's not until two hours. I need something to survive till dinner. <laughs> something to, to tide me over. <laughs> so, uh, hot tub time machine. A uh, bunch of guys go on a uh, ski retreat to, to relive their youth, and uh, they find a... Nope. Nope. A bunch of guys go on a ski retreat because one of the guys was going to commit suicide... So they were trying to take him. Uh, arguably, though, they were trying to rekindle the fun that they had at this place from their youth. Okay. Because they realized all their lives suck. Yeah, that's all I kind of And meant. they bring um, one of the characters' nephews. nephews. Yeah. And Spoiler then, alert, also one of the characters' sons. And we uh, they, they find a time machine and uh, hijinks and Again, nope, they don't find a time machine. They end up in a hot tub, they spill some stuff on there, and it's Dave pretty complicated time machine. It's complicated time machine. Dave did not watch the movie. Okay, a, t- a time machine is discovered, which happens to be a hot tub, if I had to tell. But they don't have any control over it. Sure. Yeah. And it's kind of just an accident. And, it's and not what, really like a... I would say, I would say they, they, they find a time machine. I would say... They get sucked back in time. That would make more sense than them finding time machines. And it's, really not even a, it's not even it's a... It's not really a, a, a time, time machine. But. Yeah, they, they just go back one time, experience events, and then come back again. So. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, it's back to the future. Yeah. In, in a manner of speaking. Yeah. So, um, the they basically shorted out a hot the table table and transported them back. Well, I just mean the original yes. Back to the Future. Yeah. And then, uh, there they go. They're, they're back in their own past. And then... The movie shows us that they are also, when they travel back in time, they're also in their... Old they, bodies. Their young bodies. It's like their consciousness, kind of. Yeah, they appear to everyone else as their younger selves. They appear to themselves as themselves. Yeah. Yes. Um, Which, to me, is the funniest part of the movie. What movie did we watch where... I feel like we watched one in the season where the people travel back in time, it was kind of just their consciousness, though. So they were in an older version of their body, uh, uh, or a younger version of their body. Butterfly effect, I know, every time he went back, he was in whatever body he yeah. was in. Um, yeah, butterfly think. effect. Okay. I'm trying to think if there was anything else where they went back in... 
and he was in their, they were in their older, or in their, like, their their bodies for that time age, for that time. We don't have a lot where they went back into, I'm just looking at them, we don't have a lot where they go back into their own past, recent, recent past. Right. We have a lot where they travel into, they jump big times, or they, stuff like that, but we don't have a lot where they just go to their own previous lives a ton. And the ones that we do... Wasn't um, um, about time kind of like that? Yes. About, about time he kind of travels back into his old body or whatever. Yeah, he, his consciousness travels. Or his young body, if you will. Mo- most of time travel moves, when they time travel, they, the person, goes back in time yeah. or forward in time as themselves. Their body doesn't evolve. Yeah, they, they're, they're, in a, they're in a car, they're in a phone right. booth, or whatever they're in, they get in the machine. Yeah, this one, they get... Into the hot tub, it's and they short. disappear back in nineteen eighty, whatever it was. Yeah. Now, when they look, uh, yeah, I don't remember when, but it was J- uh, Michael Jackson was still black. When they yeah. looked at each other, and um, what's the uh, Red Dawn had just come out recently? When they look at each other, did they see no, the younger selves? No, because whoever found um, no, because because whoever, whoever figured it out was like, guys, come here, and they all went to the mirror to look at themselves. So them looking at each other, they didn't notice anything different. Okay. Because you have to think they all go skiing down the, and right. when they all come out. They don't they don't notice anything different until they all go skiing down the hill, and all of a sudden they're like, "What the hell is happening? Where, why? Where, like, why is everyone dressed like this? Why is everyone looking at us weird for wearing, you know, my nephew weird for wearing us having a snowboard? Yeah. And why? Like, why is why is whatever's playing on the TV playing on the TV? And yeah. And like, they see the younger version of um, John Cusack's sister and the other kids, or who is the. Mom of the right. fourth member of their gang. Yeah. Now, I guess technically, okay, because he wasn't born yet, and that's why he wasn't a baby. Yeah. His consciousness got stuck back in like a two-year-old. Like he oh. was, he was, he was a uh, sperm floating around, ready at, at that moment, ready to come out. But yeah, yeah. Didn't they say that? Didn't the guy say that? Like you should be like a little egg or something. Yeah, but he yeah. literally was because within uh, the span of twenty-four hours or so, he's created. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw this movie in theaters. I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters also. And without... This isn't spoiling anything about the movie, but I thought it was a lot funnier when I first saw it than when I rewatched it. For well, this. it probably was. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like it's one of the... It, I don't think it's a movie that, like, it's you not, keep watching and it just it, keeps being not, funny. It's not like a... Office Space or right. Dumb and Dumber, where you rewatch it and you just laugh the whole time. And I lost stuff over and over again. And I think, yeah, it's kind of a snapshot of what type of humor you have at the time that you see it. Also, because mm-hmm. I mean, there was this part where I was like, I know they're making jokes, but I, it's not like I, it's not like I didn't think it was a unfunny movie. But I remember thinking it was like a hilarious movie, and now I'm like, oh, that was a fine comedy. Yeah, but, but now you know. Not punchlines, but you know what's coming, so it's less funny. Well, also, your comedic tastes have probably evolved and changed since this movie came out um, in 2000 and whatever. Yeah, 2000 whatever. I, I remember when I first watched it, the part about them seeing themselves as they, who they are and then having to figure out that they're kids, when you see that twist, made it funny. But when you watch it a second time, you already know. And so well, and it came out nine years ago, 2010. But things have changed a little bit. Well, this was my first time watching it, and I didn't find it funny. Spoiler alert, my opinion is not high of this movie. Um, But it's high. That's why I said, is it a stoner... I mean, I know stoner comedies and people are supposed to be smoking a lot of weed, and there's a lot of weed jokes, but I guess what I meant was stoner comedies, the, the, the comedy tends to be more slapstick... A little bit, not that deep and thoughtful of comedy, um, and just maybe some raunch a little bit, um, and and there I don't know the comedy was just I not hit for say, me. I would say I mean it could be, but like I tend to like stoner comedies. Like I like I think Super Troopers is funny. I think Dude Where's My Car is funny. I think Half Baked is funny, and I would consider all those stoner comedies. And I think they're funny because they're almost just so stupid and dumb that they're mm. funny to me. Why like this seemed somewhere in between a stoner comedy and like a knocked up or something, which mm. I wouldn't necessarily, you know what I mean? Like, somewhere in between there where I was like, well, you're not really getting like corny enough or dumb enough for it to be like so dumb it's funny, but well, you're also not like 
doing the the some of the jokes deliveries just aren't uh, and maybe yeah. it's also the fact that maybe like nothing against some of the actors but maybe like John Cusack's just not that funny yeah. I mean not that he was not in comedies but he's n- more known for playing more of like a straight guy a, yeah uh, yeah. Or the straight man, not the straight, straight man. Guy. Where other things. I'm not saying that him. he's cisgender. I'm just saying he's, he's no. a straight man. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, you are. Don't assume his straightness. So you think he's a straight, unvaccinated man, don't you? <laughs> yeah, he's an anti-vaxer for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought her being funnier, and I could just be wrong. No, it was. But then, honestly, then what's funny is like honestly rewatching it because I mean, there's movies where I think they're funny. And I could rewatch it, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, this part's going to come up. That's funny." And as we were watching it, I was like, "I really don't remember anything about this." Like, it was very forgettable too. So I must have laughed a lot well, during that here, time, and here, then uh, gone home and been like, "Oh yeah, that was good." I think most comedies, like for for instance, we mentioned Office Space or Dumb and Dumber or whatever. Um, I don't find that I laugh at them the same way as I did the first time or two that I saw them. I may not even laugh at Dumb and Dumber watching it or laugh at Office Space if I see it again. Comedy is one... Comedies are one of those movies that they don't... This, you, the same, you can't tell the same joke over and over again or hear the same joke over and over again and still have the same reaction or still laugh. Right. So when I watch Office Space or I watch um, Dumb and Dumber or something... I'm, it's not so much that I'm laughing, it's just I think that there are good, solid movies that I enjoy watching. And there's some nostalgia to the humor, but, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait until, like LG said, this scene comes up. And then it comes up and you're like, yeah, there they go, right. off the cliff like, again. Like, like, I, like, I, like I jump, like, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, officers, like, the my jump to conclusions, Matt. And I think it's funny every time, even though I know it's coming, there's like certain parts of it I'm just like... I don't know, just certain things you just, like, you remember and they're fun. But, like, here I thought I'd at least find it funny again because I remembered so little about it other than the basic plot. I couldn't tell you much of the jokes or anything that happened in it. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, yeah, that joke again. Or, like, I was just like... I liked watching it again. You know, it had uh, um, the Winter Soldier in it. Yeah, which I didn't notice, which I definitely do not remember. And it had the oldest son from the middle, which I didn't know he was in it. Which one's Bucky? Uh, he's, 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 a he's, bully. The, he's the bully. He's, he's the, the main snow he's, patrol guy. He's the snow patrol guy oh. trying to figure out if they're communists or not. Yeah. Okay. And then the, if you ever watch the sitcom in the middle, with, uh, the oh, oldest Malcolm. son from that? Malcolm. Yes. Not Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. Uh, the, oh. old, the oldest son from that was, was his like number, like his right-hand man or whatever. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's I, I enjoyed watching it. I didn't, though I didn't really laugh much during it, but... I think it's a you know a fun movie to watch. I it it's not one that I would necessarily, and I guess we're getting to my final things, but we'll we'll go back. It's not one that I would necessarily. If it was on, I might be like, okay, we'll see if something else on. If not, yeah, I can put this on while I do whatever. Mm. Right. So let's sort of go. So let's just sort of walk through the movie, I guess. So it's so our three our four main characters. We have John Cusack's character who just whose girlfriend or wife just whatever she was just left him yeah. right. and took the TV. Yeah, and they were sticking it all over the house because apparently he's just a huge d bag. Yeah, there's nothing. He doesn't even go like my stuff, your stuff. Yes, my stuff, yes. Your he stuff, labels right? everything, and he doesn't even seem to like fully care. Yeah, that his girlfriend slash fiance, whatever Be- she is, because he's still hung up on the girl who got away, the guy who stabbed him in the eyebrow. Yeah, right. But I mean, like, he's still just like so. I don't know. He's a very big douchebag. His, li- his I think his life didn't turn out the way he thought it would. Right. And so he sort of lives in a state depression. Rob Corddry... From The Daily Show and Ballers and right, other things. Is, like, like depressed and suicidal yeah. and just a maniac who all he wants to do is relive his glory days. Except he also, on that same weekend, had... It's like they're fixing their past because he also had a run-in that kind of well, broke cause, him. Well, because that weekend, the weekend that... He thinks ruined him yeah. because that was the weekend where he got in a fight and his friends weren't there for him and he, and he thought he was all alone. So John Cusack got dumped by who he, who he calls a unicorn. I think no, what does he call her? Anyways, they call her something because they all reference the her. white the white buffalo. Oh, oh, it's a, it's a oh yeah, the, 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 the white buffalo. It's something. a reference from Say Anything. Yeah, my wife pointed out. Mm. Um, then there's um, also a reference to Better Off Dead, his movie where I want my two dollars. That was also yeah, there. that's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's uh, a comedy, but once again, he's the straight guy with insane things happening around right. him. Right. Sort of how, 
going back to the story, I always feel like Luke Wilson plays a fairly good straight guy where he's the norm in a world of crazy. Of insane people, yeah. But I think, I, I, I don't know if there was enough insane. And Owen Wilson is the insane one. Yeah. Um, and then, um. The pudgy kid from The Office. Huh? The pudgy kid from The Office. Oh, well, I was gonna say, he's just a nephew who's pretty much a loser. Yeah. yeah. He, he th- He's yeah. like the stonerest of all of them. He, he is the stonerest, he plays video games, and, and he, does he can't talk to women. He, yeah, he, he only just uh, texts them. He's, yeah. he's very millennial. He, yeah. He's just like, hang on, you talk to them in real life? He was a millennial before millennials had a name. Had a name. Right. And then, um, and then Dale. Daryl. Daryl. Daryl from The Office. Daryl from The Office, um, his, he took his wife's name. He's he's pretty much just unmanly. Yeah, and he wanted he he's wanted emasculated. Yeah. yeah, and he wanted to be like uh, in a band, but he ended up being a pet groomer. Where he well, and his wife cheated on him. Yes, and and again, uh, his biggest like show, if you will, was that weekend, and then for whatever reason, his music career or didn't pick up steam. Right. So he so for. Other than the nephew, this all seems about happen around this weekend. So Rob Corddry, as we already said, well, and the, the nephew gets conceived. <laughs> yeah. So Rob Corddry, well, and they do sort of make reference to that he was probably born that like yeah. conceived that weekend because of just the time, right? Like they do make a reference to that. So they're all for all four of them. The weekend's important. They go to help Rob Corddry try to get over stuff, and they come go back to time in time to this weekend, and they all. Sort of deal with their stuff in different ways. Um, the only for the only sane person, the most part, is the nephew, who's like, "Guys, let's not fuck up shit and just try to get back to our normal time." Right? Because well, he's also terrified that he's not going to be born. Because that's his concern too. Is like, if you guys miss, well, because he keeps like moving in and out of time, like he keeps yeah. kind of fading out. He's also he's very millennial. He's about he's worried about himself and. They're all worried about themselves. They're well, all worried about themselves. I mean, but he's like very cautious and safe. Well, and here's the thing is, he, I mean, arguably his concern for himself is actually fully and truly warranted. Yeah, because this true. isn't like he's worried about his own comfort. He's worried about his own creation. He's worried about his existence. Right. Yeah. So it's fair to be yeah. kind of selfish. The other ones are more worried about if they're going to get the hot chick. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, I was say, like, I mean, his concern is more about them trying to get back and his own livelihood. Why, I mean, like, the rest of them are like, you know, Rob Cordy's like, well, I'm just still going to fight this. Like, I mean, like, they're all still focused on whatever they were focused on at that weekend. Well, in- and part of it is they're told they can't change anything. They have to, like, let the events play out the way they play So they, they, the they do that for the first, what, third of the movie, Something probably? Like they do that for the first... The first 20 minutes that they're back in, the first 20 minutes of the movie when they're actually back in time, yeah. they spend that time like, no, you're supposed to just let her, let him punch you because that's what happened back then. And so like, you know, little stand and just get nailed because that's what it was supposed to happen. Yeah. He, uh, he, John Cusack tries to... He, John Cusack's the first one to start trying to change stuff, right? Yeah. He's, he doesn't want to break up. Isn't it he doesn't want to break up? I, yeah. Break up with her. And but then and finds out that she breaks him. up with him yeah. the very and next. Still stabs and him. still stabs him. Yeah, but he also meets uh, <clears throat> a woman, Lizzie, Lizzie, something. Kaplan, Kaplan. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, he meets a, a different girl who's going to be his, the love of his life or something, um, and she's very. Um, but it's a time cop situation where he goes back to his regular time, and they've clearly had a life that he will have no memory of, right? Unless, um, unless we're living in a situation where all of his memories will slowly, like... Well, I mean, two characters really live that out. One, um, Craig Robinson's character or whatever, the difference, when he, whatever he changes, there's certain things he won't remember, but I mean, like, he's still married to the same person. Like, yeah. some of his life still sure. somewhat say the same, while the freaking nephew and <laughs> um, John Cusack their lives changed drastically, the, the and they have just, no memory of, yeah. of any of it because they didn't at least have anything consistent. Yeah, because now the nephew has a father who's in the picture and uh, a whole different lifestyle. Yeah, because and the nephew didn't want any of this. No, he was just sucked into it. Um, which I mean, we'll get to that when we get to the end. So they started changing things. So yeah, John Cusack realizes that he, no matter what, the girlfriend was going to break up with him. So it makes her realize, and he sort of starts realizing that she was just an insane person, and yeah. just just because she's hot doesn't mean that she was that 
all that anyways. Right. Well, his thing was his thing was like they used to have sex every day. I think smoke weed and eat pizza. I think is pretty much he pretty much he has a very sixteen year old version yeah. of what makes an, a chick awesome. Yeah, which is like what man. We used to just screw, screw, and get high. It was awesome. We get pizza and, and other stuff, and like you don't think like anything else matters. You think as long as they do that, that's cool. Yeah, and they keep talking about this great white buffalo, like she's the one that got away, and you know. And then he sort of realizes with his time with Lizzie Kaplan that oh maybe there's more. And then he's also now a more mature man, and yeah. I think he got over his ex girlfriend enough to realize like oh maybe there's something better out there for me. Now, I mean. It's a little funny. Does he? Because he just goes back to the future, if you will, and he's with Lizzie Kaplan. I, I don't remember. Does he try to find her? Or stop her from get? He talks to her before she gets on the bus. I can't remember what he... Yeah. What he I am, maybe, maybe he comes around to her. I, I just don't remember. He must do something. Well, we also do... I mean, this is... We'll just talk about what we know the characters do in the movie, and then we'll talk about the questions that I have about yeah. the time travel piece. Um, Daryl... Makes a big, just pretty much performs at a nightclub type thing. He yeah. performs, um, uh, Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. He has sex with a girl, but he cries because he thinks that he's cheating on his future wife. Yes. He, he calls his future wife when she's a child and yell, berates her for cheating, like for sleeping. And she's an eight year old and, and the, the, the child's dad gets on the phone like, that part was funny. What are you talking about? And he goes, shut up, Bill. You don't, you don't know anything about this. Get on the phone. So. <laughs> That was good. That was actually the that one of the good. funnier parts. Of the Honestly, yeah. that all that whole scene where he's crying while having sex with the girl from uh, Mad Men. Yeah. Um, and then while like he's doing that, and then calls his his wife, who's only a child, and just. <laughs> that part, honestly, I think was the 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 whole bit was just the funniest, just because he's crying the whole time. And I don't know. And, but then, yeah, he goes to the he goes to the nightclub because because that's back when he figures that he still has to do everything he did because that right. night he he always slept with that girl and he has to go do that and he doesn't want to cheat on his wife. Yeah, he doesn't want. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it. They're like, you've got to. It's like, okay, okay. And, and uh, Rob Corddry forces himself to fight the guy even though he doesn't want to. Right, because he thinks he's pretty much John Cusack is the asshole because he's the one who doesn't even give a shit about changing what he does. Why his friends are. And hit their minds, get into a fight that he they never want to get into, and having sex with someone who they don't want to have sex with. But he just still goes and breaks up with his, doesn't stop himself from breaking up with his girlfriend. Uh, it's like it's like dude, in the hopes that they can be together. It's like yeah, you're such a uh, whatever. Maybe that's the other problem too. Is that he was a total anti-vaxer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and then yeah, Rob Carter gets in the fight, and once again, still his friends aren't there for him, which is what happened before because. Now his friends are dating Lizzie, walking around on a date with Lizzie Kaplan, or performing um, well, at the nightclub. I think, right. except uh, John Cusack could have been there because, well, actually when it all goes down, John Cusack is at the nightclub watching Daryl. Oh, yeah. But but I got the sense that Daryl didn't, didn't waver. I mean, right. he oh, was at Darryl. the nightclub in the past. And the only thing that changed for him is that he actually performed something that was... Hype that was popular that everybody loved, mm-hmm. but yeah, he 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 never went to Rob Corddry because he'd been performing. Well, so that that didn't right, after he's on the stage, they go, "We did it again," and they realize they missed the fight again. Yeah. Um, right. And Rob Corddry's now on the roof. Is this was he yes. on the roof? Depressed, depressed, all mad at them. Yeah. And then I forget what happens from there because somehow they he's just happy again. Well, they slide off. They've. They, they go know, up they, there. They kind of make they make up, I guess, and then they start to fall off the roof. And um, um, uh, Mr. McFly saves them. The one armed, the one armed guy. George McFly. Oh, no, oh yeah, because that's right. Because George McFly is in it, and when they see him in the current time, he only has one arm, and they keep waiting for him to figure out how on earth he loses his arm. There are scenes of him. He's like doing tricks with like, or he's doing something with a chainsaw. And he's, he's literally he's like, like, yeah, he's like throwing it up in the air. And, and then like, no, no, like, oh my gosh, it's gonna happen now. Because he's doing ice sculpture, and right. so he's like throwing it up, and, and like nothing it. happens. They think it's gonna happen. When he's holding all of them. They're like, oh, it's gonna, and like nothing ever happens. And they're trying to figure out like, when? it's just at the end, it gets hit by a car. Yeah, right. It gets taken yeah. out by a car. But they keep waiting for it to happen. That's a sort of an ongoing joke, which is also yeah. 
That part I thought was a little humorous at times. I thought it was not funny. That that part was very tiring. That that ongoing joke about the guy gonna lose his arm. Like I don't know. Maybe but, I was just in a mood though. You know that. No, the other no. Thing. But, I mean, there was something Dave's that, got Dave's got a sophisticated co- uh, comedy palette. No, but, <laughs> no. I was gonna say like John Cusack stuff. What? Wasn't very funny. Rob Corddry stuff wasn't super funny. Yeah, like there was a certain sort of stuff that wasn't that good. I didn't think the Chevy Chase showing up and being this questionable: is he a time travel pixie fairy or is he just a repairman with weird one-off sayings? Like the the movie was trying to portray him as like we don't know who he is, but he's got all this wisdom about time travel. Did you find any of it funny, dude? Uh, I, like I, I did like where, where he talked to his uh, his. Oh. That was the funny. That is that's. Yeah, I didn't rewatch. This goes it. Also, because he yells at his father-in-law as well. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like. I didn't rewatch it, and one of the only things I remember from the movie more vividly is him calling right. the little girl. <laughs> yeah, at So they make yeah. up. They they have to go get the um they have to go get the Russian soda the soda from the ski patrol guys right. So, and then where does Rob Corddry hook up with John Cusack's sister? At a party, I feel like. At the at the, at the the house where the ski patrol guys are, I think. Because eventually somewhere in there is when he realizes that he... I think it's when he's having sex with her. He realizes... No, he's about to have sex with her. The guys bust in. And then, because they bust in, doesn't the, doesn't the kids start disappearing? And then they're like, no, no, we got to get out of here and let this happen. Uh, I thought that was mid-coitus. I don't remember. No, no, you're right, though. Something like that happens where he... Because re- during sex is when he realizes that he is the nephew's father. Right? Yeah, I think they bust in on him in the middle of and that's sex. Almost, and that's yeah. a, that is honestly what changes Rob Corddry's life, is that he realizes that he's a dad and that he should be a better person. Like, right. He right. has something more to live for. And, he, and him and... Well, Rob- so here's the question, though. Was Rob Corddry didn't in the original timeline? Rob Corddry didn't have sex with the sister. I thought he did. Evidently, he did. No, no, no. I think that was in the new timeline with his current consciousness back in the, his past body. No, I think he did. No, I think he always did, and they just. I think I think they mentioned it like oh, like I have your sister at that party, and I don't know if they ever believed him, but clearly he. And they never say, knew that that's where the kid came from. And well, no. That's I, when they realized he started disappearing. A question: If they knew he had sex with the sister at that party, and they knew that the nephew was conceived but his around sister, that time, his sister was also a slut. I yeah. get that, but yeah. there still should have been a question mark. Like maybe you I agree. Well, but that, that could have been also where they where it could have been something. I think it was something where they didn't necessarily believe Rob Corddry. I thought, yeah, because I thought it was a, I thought it was a change. I thought that was a change in the in the past. No, I'm pretty sure he disappears, or he starts to disappear when they try to break it up. No, no, I, what I mean is, I don't think in the original past he had, I didn't think in the original past he had sex with a sister. I thought that was a change that she had sex with somebody else who created the, the child, and then with them going back in time, that changed it to where he had sex with her instead of somebody else. I agree how it could have seemed like that, but... I mean, Obviously, the kid would have been a different kid if he was had different parents. And they made reference. I think it was one of those things where, like, if we were all doing something, I was like, "Oh man, I totally effed your sister." You'd be like, oh, "Shut okay. the fuck up!" Thought, well, okay, shut up. Like, like no one gives. Like, stop. Don't you don't you know? Like, we're not going to dwell on it and yeah. where her, the potential parentage of. I mean, yeah. they're not going to. I, I, I think they just blew it off. Like, shut up. Like, yeah, I don't. I just don't remember them ever talking about or, him having sex with the sister. Or it could have been something where he didn't know that he did, yeah. and they still did. Because at the same time, you think back then, could have been drunk. His first time, they probably him and the sister probably could have been so wasted at this right. damn party that they never knew. Right. But I think it was alluded to. But anyways, that's me. That would change him is when he realizes yeah. he's the nephew's dad because that's gives him more thing. And then him, he realizes him and John Cusack's sister, you know, they have a, the, one of those, it's so funny how they yell and berate each other. They really love each other. <coughs> they have a real deep love for each other. Yeah. So, and then, the confusing part of time travel comes. You mean where they travel back? Okay, so here's what happens. Here's my questions. So they travel back, Rock Corddry stays Rock behind. Rock stays behind. As his younger self with his older conscience. Yes. Right. Yes. So now, what does everyone else's 
what does the younger self, younger conscious version of the of uh, Craig Robinson and John Cusack do? Because obviously they keep going forward in their lives. Right, so would it have been like a blackout time in their memory? Like, dude, what just happened to the last 12 hours? Because right, I'm now right. me. Or, but, but obviously it's not because all of a sudden, Craig, when they get back in time, John Cusack's still with Lizzie Kaplan. So obviously something still went there. Like, he must have still followed something that was laid up. And Craig Robinson's now a, like... Re- well, like well that's Robin- why we got to do the comedy wand and just go, <laughs> Craig now, Rob- Jake... Craig Robinson I can get behind because people could have come up and said, man, your performance of that song was great, and and then he could have talked to the guys and like, mm, I don't, you, what, what was the song? I don't really remember, and they could have like filled him in on that, maybe somebody saw him and then wanted to right. uh, rep him. So I can see how Craig Robinson's life might have gone the way it did. Mm-hmm. Um, presumably, yeah, I mean, I, the Lizzie Kaplan came back and found John Cusack, maybe. And then he would have said, who are you? Because he wouldn't have remembered anything about the well, whole... Well, that, that's the question. Is Do they remember some of the stuff that they still did? I think it's just comedy one. And then and then the other side of it is when they come back to the present time, they yeah. obviously have a current living self where all of a sudden they now, poof, they're back in the consciousness of. Yes. So does that mean now all of a sudden John Cusack goes, oh shit, we had years of... We've been together for years? What am I supposed to... like? I'm not going to forget certain things. About any of this. No, no. Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, you have that, those, I mean, the freaking nephew doesn't know any of his life as having two parents who are stable and extremely wealthy. Yes. I mean, his, they're on a fucking yacht. <laughs> yeah, and he and, invented Google. Yeah. Lugal. Yeah, Lugal. His name's Lou. So it's like, they have, Lou. they have all these, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that's the band he has, or whatever. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, like that, so that character, especially him, has no recollection of his whole well, life. Actually, as this? no, no. That actually, yeah. there is a workaround. He stayed behind, so he could have guided all of John, them. all of them. That's to, true. So to, I'm saying, but now that they're in their current, now that they're con- they're conscious that we've seen the whole movie, are now in their present bodies again. Mm-hmm. The life change all around him. I mean. The nephew has to learn how life is in general for him because he's never been in this life except the 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 present the, except for you know his mom has things he's been in this life this whole time. So all of a sudden, all these people have to deal with the fact that it's like unless all hey hey remember we said you were going to do like like for Craig Robinson it's like well hey you you're really good at what happened like you've changed a lot in how you run this business what happened I don't know unless I don't remember how I used to run this business but what if like, what if they went back but their present self kept moving along, and then in the past altered that present self. So when they traveled back and reoccupied their present self, they just knew what the present self knew. Could have been. They just never give reference to it. But there was a similar problem with... You mentioned another movie, but I thought of another movie where this was a problem, which was the movie you mentioned with the red-headed guy who goes back and forms his, becomes his previous self. Uh, about time. Oh, yeah. When he comes forward and he's changed things and it's a daughter instead of a son, he had no idea that he was going to open that baby crib and see a daughter or whatever, you know, how he reaches right. down. He's like, oh, crap. So that means his whole life raising that daughter and anything that had transpired with that daughter would have all been completely uh, different and he remembered none of it, obviously, because he walks up and is like, you're a different kid. But that movie deals with that. In a sense. Well, no, he went back and changed it so that everything was the same, so that that way all his memories would line up with reality. I was say, well, that movie, yeah, because that movie deals with the fact that he doesn't know, and that's part of the stuff that bothers. That's eventually why in that movie he stops well, time traveling. Ar- right. Arguably, you could say, you could, if the movie took the time to do this, and we'll use About Time as the example, although they didn't take the time in that movie either, uh, that his, we watched a movie where, like, it took, and it might have been Butterfly Effect, but it took a little bit for the memories to catch up, right? Like, you come in, kind of be disoriented or whatever. He was, a, he was in a situation, and then it would take a moment, and all of his old memories would fill in the gap. Mm. So conceivably, when uh, the character, whatever his name was in About Time, comes back to whatever that is, his old memories still might be on his mind and then have to change. But the, way, the way About Time worked, though... It was just, he just always had the knowledge or whatever. It's almost like you're saying, when you go to the present, you experience everything that you 
changed in a short amount of time. All yeah. numbers catch up and you kind of experience it all real quick. I, the one that I visually remember where he would go and then he would get flashes and visions of certain big events that they happened. They would also do that with um, with the one where they were talking uh, frequency. Frequency. Frequency, he flashes. would have all these black and white oh, yeah. memories. That, I think that was, that was one that I was certainly thinking. Yeah, of. he yeah. remembers his dad raising him and being with his mom. Like he gets memories back. He gets everything. Right. Yeah. And the, but the memories that but he, had, he, but he, but he also has he but he also in that movie had um I remember that movie he has two he remembers both things it's not like he forgets he says that like yeah. he, he like, it's not like right, it's not like he forgot like oh yeah you died in that like he remembers that because that was part of his life but he also now has all these memories of him not, so he has sort of like multiple lives yeah. a year. Wasn't that also a part of the plot of Butterfly Effect was his brain was like running out of memory space or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's what happens when he kills himself in the freaking No, what I mean is wasn't that a concern about how he seemed to have a lot more mental activity than the normal person and wasn't didn't oh, his, maybe didn't his didn't dad actually go crazy yes. because of this? Yeah. So I feel like that was part of the plot. It might have no. been the reason why he's at the mental institution or whatever. That yeah, maybe that's why John Cusack's not in the sequel. He went crazy from uh, he went crazy from all or the maybe because they should have made a sequel. We were talking about this earlier before we started recording. Have you seen this? Has anyone nope. seen the sequel? Well, cause, cause I mean, I know you wouldn't have. Here's yeah. my argument. How many good comedy sequels are there? Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, none of them are all horrible, but there's not. I mean, we already said there's only a handful of sequels in general that people consider better than the first. And I would say that is <coughs> really hard to do in comedies. Yeah. Because right. comedies I like I comedy sequels they spend so much time trying to relive the first one. I mean I mean none of them are all this bad but and Hangover, great movie. Hangover two, it's like you're doing the same thing but now it's just less funny because it's the exact same thing yeah. again. I feel like this movie was good or fine to start. So making a sequel is not going to make it better. Well, the problem is the movie made a ton of money. So well, that's, that's ultimately... It doesn't even matter about quality. It's We can produce a movie that's half as good as this for half the cost and make half the money. Therefore, we're still equally as profitable. So I'll just make up some numbers. This movie costs... Fifty million, and it made a hundred. So it's like double its money. So the next movie it costs twenty-five million, and it only makes fifty. So <laughs> they're still made, they're still pretty cash. Yeah, yeah. So and that's why you a lot of times when movies like this only have one sequels because they could tell by the the diminishing drop and the ratings. We're all of a sudden it's like, yeah, if we make another one, it might no one might no people aren't going to give a shit anymore. We yeah. lost our popularity because. It's over just slowly they're, down they're, the decline. They're capitalizing on how good it was the first time and hoping people will say, well, I'll give it a shot one more time. Right. Now, is there going to be a Fast and the Furious 9 or yeah. whatever yeah, number we're at right, right now? Filming it. The plan is... I ten. mean, who gives a shit, though? Because they're, I want the next nine Hobbs and Shaw movies instead. I haven't seen it. Is it good? It's, I mean, do you like the Fast and Furious movies? I don't I don't think it's as good as the, the great Fast and Furious movies. I don't think Hobbs and Shaw was as good as, like, Fast Five or Fast Six. No, but it's really fun. I mean, like, it is fun. I was going to say, if you like the, if you like the, the Fast and Furious movies, you're going to like it because yeah. it's just as ridiculous at times. And the only thing, the only thing that this has going against it is the Fast and Furious movies don't hint that they know how ridiculous... I mean, you can tell by the people who make them that they know how ridiculous they are, but in the movies, they're not as... Dead serious. It's serious. I mean, not that they're not fun, but I mean... Hobbs and Shaw is more taking itself more seriously, whereas Fast no, and Furious no, starts writing... No, no, no. Fast no. and Furious takes... Like, the, the story plot's much more serious. Hobbs and Shaw sort of, like, winks at you going, like, yeah, we're in the... Like, like the characters practically wink at you going, we know this is ridiculous. What, what I mean by, like, it's oh, serious... Oh, so it's more... It's more ridiculous, and, and... And they're more self-aware that it's ridiculous. Right. What I mean by it's serious in the Fast and Furious movies... Not that they're serious movies. Right. But, like... The mechan- like the fact that you're gonna jump it's a true. car from one high rise that's you know sixty stories high, just drive it through glass into another high rise that's sixty stories high. Yeah, it, there's never a question. That's just physics. Right. That's the physics of the world. But right here it, they start pointing out things like there's just certain things that they do where you're like, this is just re- like ridiculous, but they they know it's re- like they're trying to feed off how ridiculous. Yeah. It is. Gotcha. 
So, but the Vin Diesel has said they want us and they want to do ten Fast and Furious, gotcha. separate from any Hobbs and Shaw stuff. So fast? Fa- fast Nine comes out next year. Okay, and it'll be just as good as eight and seven and six. <laughs> Yeah, if not better. It'll be interesting, though. It is a different writer on Fast 9 than the the one who's been writing them since 4. Same guy's wrote, written them since 4, and he wrote Hobbs and Shaw. So he wrote 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. He might have even written Tokyo Drift. He might have come on with Tokyo Drift, but mm-hmm. he wrote three, 3 or 4 through 8, and then he wrote Hobbs and Shaw, because he was doing Hobbs and Shaw. He couldn't do 9, so I don't know if he's going to come back for 10, or if he's going to stick with Hobbs and Shaw, or what. Is Fast 9 titled yet? Uh, no. Not that I'm aware of. I haven't heard of an official announcement. I'm, I think the last is, one... Does Hobbs and Shaw leave you very clearly open for a sequel? Or yes. begging for a sequel even? Well, I mean, it leaves it open for a sequel insofar as both characters are alive. Okay, well... And, and I mean, because of how it is, it's more of like a Mission Impossible-esque... I mean, that's not, they're not like agents, yeah. but it's more much more of a... Any kind of movie like that where it's like you could just have sequels. all you have to do is have yeah. a new thing where they do this now instead. There's a new, there's a new threat. Yes, exactly. Yes, ex- yeah. Oh, okay, but like, not so much as like not where like to be continued. Like clearly, no, that's no, no, yeah, it's not. We have to go back. Something's wrong with your kids, Marty. It's not that. It's yeah. not a cliffhanger. It's yeah. just life will continue. <laughs> yeah, docks in 1885. It's not that. <laughs> Yeah. The wormhole is opening again. What? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, a lot of fun. Lot of fun. So, they, they, anyway, so the, back to our movie. They reappear oh, in yeah. current, they reappear I in mean, current time. Cool. Uh, you know, uh, Lou has, has stayed behind so he can become a billionaire and then he set up everyone's lives the way that they should he be. He leaves a video, just, I forget the video says like, just don't freak out. Yeah, it's like a weird, it's, it's a nothing video. It's like, don't be scared. Like, sort of say, like, it's gonna be a little crazy. Yeah. But it's gonna be okay. It's not like 51st Dates where, uh, <laughs> it's like a replay of the whole life and what's happened the day before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and then the movie, the movie ends with all of them being In better off place. than they were. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Actually, the movie ends with, uh, Motley Lou doing their, uh, <laughs> what song was it? What Motley Crue song was it? It was on the play throughout the movie. Pour Some Sugar on Me? I don't know. No, that's... Oh, pour Some Sugar on Me? That's not Motley Crue. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, that, I, honestly, when he said that, I was like... If memory serves, Dave was into hard rock and metal back in like the 80s and 90s. No. No. Only Metallica, which many metalheads would be like, ew, that's not metal at all. Okay, it was, it was just that. You, yeah. you weren't into P- Pantera? No, definitely not. Okay. Huh. Yeah, as metal as I got, <laughs> which is... Uh, I do remember you liking Metallica. Was Metallica, and then as industrial as I got was Nine Inch Nails, which everyone would be like, "Oh, that's not, that's not industrial." So, fine, Skinny Puppy. What? I listen to that too. What is this rant right now? Yeah, what is Skinny Puppy? Uh, skinny Puppy is a really like avant garde, like way industrial, weird music. Yeah. Like Bjork, not very, yeah, not very or, well known. No, uh, no uh, well, yes, Bjork, but also um, Yoko. <laughs> Hardcore though. <sighs> so, all right. Well, I guess that's all with this movie. I didn't care for it. I got bored watching it. I did, there was a very few scenes where I thought it was funny, and some of the jokes that they were repeating over and over again not funny. I, yeah, Chevy Chase, not funny. The guy losing his arm, not funny. Wow. Whether they're Ruskies or not, not funny. Jokes that they're in the 80s now and it's so different from the 2000s. Not that funny. I don't know. Wow. Oh, Dave wasn't. Like I said, so maybe, you know, sometimes comedy is who you're with yeah. and the mood you're in. And, and he was just with horrible people who I was, you watch with. I was by myself and... With horrible people. I wasn't in the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah the worst. <laughs> Me... And he, and he was in a movie because he didn't have his pizza as a snack that day, so he was hungry. Right. Yeah, so could have been me. I, I I wouldn't put it past because this comedy is at least somewhat well liked. So I wouldn't put it past that it's better than I thought it was. Uh, but I, I I definitely thought it was looking not at, good. I'm glad I list. didn't rewatch it. You're what? I'm glad I did not rewatch it. Okay. And this is not by definition a a time travel no. movie because the issue. Um, 
It's not time travel. The issue is not that they're dealing with time travel and how time... They're they're really dealing with the problems of their lives. Well, no, but they are. They're supposed to... They're supposed to... They are dealing with the issues of time in that they're supposed to do the same things. That is the only... But they don't, and their lives become better. That's kind of the only, if I want to loosely call it a rule, that they have. There's no discussion about how time travel works. Other than that, there's no discussion of the rules of time travel. It's basically just, oh, look at that, we're zapped back to where we need to be, and... You they have to do the same stuff. They literally didn't even know it was a time travel machine. They were all getting drunk in a hot tub, and they accidentally and they, poured some right. Russian soda, energy alcohol, on it. It was like a four loco. They poured it on the machinery, and it zapped them back in time. That's what I'm saying. They accidentally went back to where they needed to be. And then there was Chevy Chase, a repairman, who kind of made mystical musings about the nature of their predicament and whether they could get back by pouring the Russian soda you again. Know, this, it's interesting, because this movie is... Similar to Mr. Destiny. Has there, has, have you guys seen Mr. Destiny? No. no. With um, Billy Crystal? G- no, Jim Belushi and Michael Caine. And basically the idea of... It's a good movie. But the idea was... Oh, and Linda Hamilton. Um, and Rene Russo. Um, and who else? I can't remember. Yeah, those are the Oh, John Lovitz. The movie is Jim Belushi's Married. It's coming up on his, like... 40th birthday or something, 35th birthday, and he has this regret that he was on the baseball team in high school, and he he struck out on the, like, most important game, and he feels like his life went down downhill after that, mm. and one day he happens across a, a bar, which is a mystical bar, with a bartender who's Michael Caine, and he's talking about this and how his life could have been different, and Michael Caine has him drink this cocktail that he makes, and... Um, suddenly, uh, his life was changed. He actually hit a home run, and his life went for what he, he's now wealthy, and he thinks it's for the better. Mm-hmm. And so he's living in this alternate world, where he doesn't really have a memory mm-hmm. of it. He just has to kind of adapt, like, oh, I'm the vice president of the company. He has to kind of adapt to it, and he yeah. thinks his life is better, and then, of course, discovers that maybe his life isn't as good, and that he became uh, an awful human being. It's an It's a Wonderful Life type tale, right? I... Yeah, I haven't seen It's Wonderful Life. I know. I haven't seen It's Wonderful Life, though. Does Jimmy Stewart actually go back and have his old self, or does he just view himself? No, he views... He thinks that the world is would be better off without right. him. Right. So then he... So it's a similar scenario, realizing that life is better... It's even, a, even the shitty things are better than... It's a grass is greener type scenario. But does Jimmy, does Jimmy Stewart, like, relive his new life? Live no, his new life. He, no, he re- he reviews what the world no, would do. Like. Tell him this, this is just ridiculous that you because <laughs> in in this one he actually is living his new life. It's fine. It's a it's yeah. a grass is greener type right. movie. So, um, but anyway, well, in Wonderful Life, did he go to a magical bar though? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> was he a baseball player though? Was it Michael Caine? I know, I know he wanted. I know he wanted a loan <laughs> to save a farm or something. I don't know. But anyway, so uh, you know, Mister Destiny kind of. Plays with like uh, how is your life could be better and uh, alternate realities and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a fun movie. No, I mean to me, Hot Tub Time Machine. I took the time after watching it to rank all of the time travel movies we've watched so far, and Hot Tub Time Machine is right in the middle, where it was fine. Oh, it didn't annoy me like some of the other ones below it, where I just thought they were bad. I want to see your list. Okay, it's re- I it's thought there were fun, funny parts of it, but when you saw it ten years ago. Well, it wasn't that long ago. I didn't see it in theaters. Um, yeah. I thought it was funny, but it's no, not a movie I just everyone. can't read it. Yeah. And it's not I'm a movie, that, even though it's called Time Machine, that I would call a time travel movie. Well, I mean, that's the hard thing we have to get to with time travel movies is, I mean, half of the time travel movies we watch is more about the adventure of time traveling than dealing with the issue. Now, some do a little better because, I mean, I think we would agree, like, Bill and Ted, even though it's more about the... They use time travel more for more things in Bill and Ted, even though they don't deal with the any any consequences of time yeah. travel. But at least they, it's, they go back and they travel uh, a lot more. From from Bill and Ted, I learned that only success comes with time travel. Yeah. Uh, unlike this movie where we learned, oh no, 
only good things happen with time travel. Some of them are based around time travel and the consequences and the rules. Maybe not exactly how it works. No, but this, this, this is more like... But then there's others where we just want to be in the past, so we need this magic tool, and then we'll just set that well, aside. Well, this does deal with the consequences of... I mean, there are consequences to what they do. It's consequences are not going to be bad. They're, they're positive consequences, but... I'm not saying... I guess I would, more rules, not necessarily consequences. Dave, would this be the, the the worst of the time travel movies? Oh no! Lake House is still up. On time the- Bandits is the worst. <laughs> oh, time Time Bandits, I have only as third of last. Third of last. Second to last is is Dave's fucking thing. That hurt. That hurt my heart. What is that? I didn't want to. I didn't want to argue with you, but it does hurt my heart. And then the last one is the Lake House. Those are my bottom three. Time Bandits, horrible, so bad. Not as bad as the wife. Time Bandits. Considered a classic. I don't care. By who? By people. Why was it well, so, so bad? So there's tons of stuff. The, because the, it was a, it, it was a, it was a no, sketch comedy, and all the sketches were bad. Uh, <laughs> Every I sketch was bad. The classic what? Time travel films, classic well, movies, all classic of these, fantasy. All, all no, I did was search time travel films, and all of these movies came up. But I mean, cla- classic fantasy or, or classic whatever. You, it would, it's, it's in there. It's it's a well regarded movie. Time Bandits is well. Re- I did not think Time Bandits was that bad. I, I didn't win that movie. I didn't love it, but I thought it was. It had funny I hated skits. That movie. It had some dumb skits. So I thought Lake House was was fine, but it definitely wasn't horrible to watch. I could I could stand to watch it again. It's whatever. Time Bandits would really be some painful. What to I have watch. is my bottom. Difficult to watch. I'll do my... How many movies have we watched? We watched What's your last one? Lake House is my last one. So Lake House is my last one. You didn't like it. I thought you liked it more than The Time Traveler's Wife. <laughs> Just stop it with your... That hurts. My bottom five are Terminator 3, Somewhere in Time, Time Bandits, Time Traveler's Wife, and Lake House. Oh, Terminator three. three, just because it's the same shit as all the other. See, I would put that. Anything. I would put that higher because I like the Terminator series. Well, I, I separated the different Terminator movies because. Yeah, because so I need to because Terminator two is great and Terminator right. the first one's good. Yeah. And I then the, I after that, they the get mailbox. worse. Well, Terminator well, two and Ninja Turtles wasn't that great either. Yeah, I that's, the that's close. This is the critic consensus for Time Bandits per Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my gosh, sure. Time Bandits is remarkable oh. time travel. Oh. A remarkable time travel uh, fantasy from Terry Gilliam. Uh, well, so so your problem is that maybe I'm right that it's considered a classic. I don't give a shit if it's a classic. It still sucks. 89% uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, 77% audience score. I wonder if that's... I feel like that's pretty accurate. Right. See, that's, that's the problem. It's more because the critics, because they recognize the talent of Terry Gilliam, and maybe at the time it was pretty... Interesting to film a sketch comedy as a movie, but also involving time travel, but also having sci-fi elements. It's like, whoa, this is this is a whole yeah. lot of elements that are very intriguing and good, but they all came together and they were terrible. The, but the critics also, I don't think we're looking at it the way we are as it was it a time travel movie. I didn't right. give a shit. It, I did I, not think it was entertaining. See, I thought no, it, I didn't think it was entertaining. Oh, I did. Because I, I like Monty Python, I thought yeah. this is not nearly as good as Monty Python, but it's along right. those lines. They say it uses fantastic set design and homemade special effects to create a vivid original universe. I agree with that portion. Right. Yes, absolutely. But a a pretty film. Uh, does, does not, not make a good. Does not a good movie. Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's why everyone. That's why I'm sure Avatar critics is so you far lower. Like, you didn't laugh at the Robin Hood scene. What Robin Hood scene? Robin Hood scene. And Time Bandits. Oh, I vaguely remember. Um, maybe. It. Oh, see, there were a bunch of scenes I thought were funny. Mm. No, there was just it just wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be. I thought it had so much more potential. My top five. To me, it was the type of humor of uh, Monty Python. I found it interesting that you put Back to the Future three as above all the other Back to the Futures. What? Didn't you, or did I read it wrong? You read it wrong because I have Back to the Future two and one above three. I think oh, you had your okay. glasses upside down. That's what it was. Predestination, Back to the Future two, Back to the Future, Edge of Tomorrow, and Bill and Ted are right oh, five. Oh, Predestination. Which one was your top? No one had known about Predestination. Before. Predestination let me guess, was. Right? Let me guess. Elder's top was Bill and Ted's. Predestination was my Predestination. top. Predestination. I love Predestination. That Predestination movie. Was great. That, that movie came was out so of nowhere. Like awesome. <laughs> I would, rec- I would recommend that movie to anyone who wants to. To wrap watch. this season, we all agree Predestination was one of the premier movies yeah. of the whole it year. I, well, I mean, it dealt with 
time travel in a unique way, but the story was super interesting, and twist I didn't see coming. Holy <laughs> cow. Yeah. And then the questions of, like, how, like, is this is an ongoing cycle forever? Like, so many just unique things about it. I don't know. Plus yeah. it was a good looking film, and well acted. And it came out of nowhere, so it wasn't... Uh, I don't know if I would say it was exactly well acted, but I would agree well, with... Well, let's take a look at what Ron Tomato said. Go ahead. I felt that because a certain character was playing many different roles, that they filled those roles well for being different roles, different Predestination people. Predestination has 83% of Ron Tomatoes. Did... Wait, did Ethan... I forget. Did Ethan Hawke play all the parts? Did he play the girl and... You said he played multiple... The same person played many parts. I, I remember when he played the... Old no, person. no, 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 because the, the person who played the boy and the girl was, um... Different people. Was an actor, was an, the actors who played them yeah. is different yeah. than him. Yeah. But I just thought it was, well... Yeah, I, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would say it was well, necessarily well acted, but everything else about it was great, and it's, it's my number one of, mm, I mean... It's it's hard to keep the nostalgia of say Back to the Future, Bill and Ted, yeah. out. But but it was everything LJ said in terms of was it, a surprise. A, came out yeah, I didn't know, I didn't want to say everyone here believes it's the best movie we watched this year. But it's year, certainly top five. But we all agree that easy. it was phenomenal. Yeah, it, it's an easy top five for. And me. it's an easy yes, go watch it if you're listening to this at all. Go it's also watch. probably an easy top three. Top three for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, and we probably all have different. I mean, I, I know that you guys didn't care for right. Time Traveler's Wife that much, but it has a special place in my heart. I don't know where I was at the time, but I still cry when I watch it, so it, it still is very emotional for Primer me. Primer would be towards the bottom for me. Primer is in my... Where did you put um, Looper? I, to me, I 12. Put, oh, really? I was saying, I put that in top 10. I liked that one. Mm-hmm. 12, right below Primer. But Edge of Tomorrow, you put way up there, which is a good choice. Edge of Tomorrow is number four. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow is so fun. Edge of Tomorrow is just so cool. See, I think I, I would put Looper up at probably not top five, but definitely top 10. If anything, Edge of Tomorrow dives off a little bit at the end just because all the different things they do to get where they need to be is so cool. It's like the third act. It's like you almost can't top what you've done in the first two acts. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what the sequel looks like. Oh, they're making the sequel? Yeah. Mm. I wish, I, I, I hope they someday green light uh, the sequel to um, Alita Battle Angel, because I watched the first one and that was so good. I don't know that it did well enough for a sequel. I don't think it did, but... No. Unfortunately. Yeah, I know. Was there, were there uncanny kind of like, issues? Kind of like that stupid blue person movie. Yeah. Less... Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're making four of those, baby. That, what about that stupid water world? <laughs> yeah, you want? You oh, you know what I just learned? Enola, the girl with the upside down tattoo for Waterworld. She plays the girl in Napoleon Dynamite oh, okay. who Do sells stop this the uh, Deb. Deb. Deb is Enola. That's kind of weird. Nobody. I think I knew that because no. didn't we watch Waterworld recently? Yeah. Waterworld. Deb, who signed the rock? Rock though. She could drink uh, whole, uh, whole milk. She have to drink two percent. No, no, no. I know who she is in. Oh, okay. That. She's the little girl in Waterworld with the upside down tattoo. Enola. She's the little girl. Okay. Yeah. Like, Stop saying Enola. Yeah, just the little girl with the upside down tattoo. No, because upside down tattoo. Yeah. Why would we know what tattoo she has? That because that's the main plot of the freaking movie yeah. is to get that girl because she's got the tattoo that gives you the map to Waterworld. No, I mean to Dryland. How dare you not know the plot of Waterworld so oh, well? Did we watch this like a year ago? <laughs> yeah, but well, you did. So <laughs> <laughs> hasn't seen it since. No, but I mean, like, we watched it just a year ago. How you didn't realize a year ago that she was the girl from Napoleon Dynamite? Uh, because the or, girl, or because, Napoleon because Napoleon she's like four years old in that movie, and then in Napoleon Dynamite she's sixteen. I know, but you're not this, this year, but not next. next. You watch this or movie. last. I mean, you oh, this it movie was the first and second Monday of every month. Yeah, it was a Reddit thing. Someone pointed it was busy at work. Dave was busy at work doing Venn diagrams of different <laughs> actors and actresses and their overlap in movies that Dave well, has well, seen. Well, he's made to publish his blog post, Six Degrees of Separation of Waterworld. They did. And so Honest, trailers did a, Honest Trailers did an episode on Waterworld, and what they concluded is, uh, is it makes a great stage show. <laughs> A.K.A. the Universal Studios Dave Show. Do you have a 3D Venn diagram of all the movies and actors and actresses you've seen that you can see the overlap in? Not a complete one. <laughs> Anyways, I summer project. Say, I don't know what else to say. I think we're good. 
Well, uh, we'll see you guys in the winter. <laughs> Winter's coming. <laughs> Although we may record some stuff between now and then yeah. as we decide what's next. That's yeah. Tune in to see what's next. That's what I'd say. All right. Later, guys. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Awesome Podcast. If you enjoy us, please tell a friend and read or review us on iTunes. This has been a Carry Around a Production.